Welcome to the Unraveled Love Podcast. In an effort to fulfill our mission to help you unravel your heart to wholeheartedly love God, Stacy and Carol share their stories, experiences, and what they've learned as they cooperate with God on their journeys of faith. Always remembering, only God makes things grow. This episode wraps up our current series on spiritual growth and includes a prayer practice to help you cultivate a heart of good soil. Enjoy. Luke 8, 11 through 15. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed along the path are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the seed on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. Having no root, these believe for a while and fall away in a time of testing. As for the seed that fell among thorns... These are the ones who, when they have heard, go on their way and are choked with worries, riches, and pleasures of life, and produce no mature fruit. But the seed in the good ground? These are the ones who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, hold on to it, and by enduring, produce fruit. Welcome to the Unraveled Love Podcast. I'm Carol, and I'm here with Stacy, and we are wrapping up our series on the parable of the sower in Luke 8, and we've been using it as a way to see our hearts as a field and processing this parable as a way to prepare our hearts for this good soil that produces that abundant crop. We remember along the way that only God makes things grow. We need to do some work. We need to come alongside Him, but only He makes things grow. Through this process, we've looked at some steps of preparing our hearts or souls by, first of all, planting seed, which in this case is the Word of God. I was thinking about planting the Word in our hearts. We are so blessed to live in a time when we can almost surround ourselves completely all day long with God's Word. And that's not always been the case, but through technology and through podcast and through multiple Bibles available to us now, we can really surround ourselves with God's Word and cast seed abundantly Mm -hmm. into the field of our heart. And also being aware we can plant other things in our hearts. So part of this for a heart of good soil, as God defines it, is to plant His Word and as little of the other stuff from the world that doesn't lead to fruitfulness in God's kingdom. I heard a speaker today say it like this. There's healthy spiritual growth and there's sick spiritual Mm -hmm. growth or spiritual formation. And that caught my attention because I hadn't really thought of that side of it. And I think that does have a lot to do with what we cast into the soil. Absolutely. Because all of us have a spirit, Mm -hmm. whether we believe in God or not. And we can grow that spirit toward darkness or toward the light. So we've been sharing in our podcast series different ways to... Consume God's Word, hide it in our hearts, plant it. What's your favorite way to consume God's Word right now? What's your rhythm? (sighs) What is my rhythm? Well, I have some devotionals that I read, and I also just love to study it. Let Him draw me someplace in it and listen and see what He has to say. Praying it a lot, which is what the next place we went to (laughs) after planting the Word, we water that word, that seed with some spirit-led prayer. 
Yes, we never want to leave the Holy Spirit out of this process, inviting Him into our prayer life. And practicing prayer can take on different forms. We've actually sprinkled in a lot of different prayer practices along the way uh, in the form of guides and meditations that might expand the way Mm -hmm. we think about prayer. One of the things we want to remember anytime we're in God's Word is to invite the Holy Spirit along because Mm -hmm. He's the one who interprets it for us, counsels us on how to use it, and guides us in it because we can do all sorts of crazy things with God's Word if we just rely on our own understanding. So not only in inviting Him along in the process, if we have questions, we prayerfully ask what it means and what do I do with this now that you've shown it to me. And then we came to this obedience word, tilling the soil, the hard packed ground with acts of obedience. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that comes up in the prayer process. (laughs) We'll sense some resistance or Holy Spirit directing us one way on how to use the word and go, no, I don't think so. That doesn't sound right to me. (laughs) Or that will be hard or that will cause me to have to lower myself a step and do something I don't really want to do. So there are these places that we need to break up our resistance to God and His ways, and that generally happens with obedience. In my history, I can just see a long trail of heel marks where I've been drug along in steps of obedience. So it's not always easy. It's breaking of our will for His. And then, of course, that also moves to weeding the field of our heart and tossing out rocks that are in the way. We looked at that preparation of the field as the role of repentance, which really begins with coming into agreement with God about the definition of sin and then changing our mind about it and just saying, yep, need to stop that one. Of course, there are sins that are universal. But for most of us, when we really get down to noticing sin in our life, it usually is very personal What applies to me might not apply to you and vice versa. Right, because anything, even if it's good, can become a sin. Yes. We don't use it in the right way to Mm -hmm. glorify God and as he calls us to. So in our parable of a sower, we saw, well, the weeds, basically, which were things that crowded out the word in our lives or the fruit that it would grow. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is always interesting to me because those things can be worries and fears or just the really good things in the world, pursuing success or fun, Mm -hmm. even though they look very different. One feels good. One stresses you out. Mm -hmm. But they are both weeds that pull us away from God's word if we focus on them. Let them become the focus of our life. Just general distractions in our lives. I mean, the world is full of them. Mm -hmm. Our lives, our daily lives are full of all kinds of distractions. I was just listening to something that we live in a time unprecedented Mm -hmm. with the ability to distract ourselves and go down these rabbit holes of information that's not necessarily bad or good, but keeps us from really digging into the truth about ourselves. You know, knowledge is great if we're applying that knowledge, but knowledge for the sake of knowledge doesn't really help us grow closer to God. Right. And we're all given a limited time, 24 hours, limited amount of time, energy, and resources which we can use in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so where are we focusing those? And Mm -hmm. what is it producing in your life? Is it drawing you closer to God or farther farther away? away? And then, of course, the rocks are places where unbelief or lack of trust are in the way of 
receiving God's word, trusting in him when hard things come or when temptations come? Is he really going to help me not do those things? Or this sounds like fun, so I'm going to keep doing it. His way gets hard, and those rocks can keep our roots from growing deep into God's love. So this whole repentance process is about clearing up our minds and our hearts to let God's word and his way have space and room to grow. All this work we remember Only God makes things grow. This is really nothing we can do on our own. I've tried it. (laughs) I can tell you I've tried it. I've tried the whole check the box of spiritual growth method. And in God's grace, he gives us the opportunity to try on our own until we come to the spot where we realize we can't do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And it's really not even our job. We don't know how to do it. No. We don't know our hearts as well as God does. <laughs> we don't know what we need to deal with first. We don't know how to deal with it. But we live in a culture that's all about self-help. And you can find a book on everything that you determined that you need to change in your life. But ultimately, it will fail. Mm-hmm. And God won't allow you to help yourself. There is that adage people say a lot, God helps those who help themselves, which is just not true. If you actually (laughs) read the Bible, he helps those who cry out and know they are poor and needy and need some serious help. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones he helps and empowers. It's always sort of risky when we talk about this because the question then comes to mind, well, if it's already said and done and God's got all the control, then I don't need to do anything. And that's not the picture either. It's this whole both and scenario that we run in time and time again in Scripture. Yeah, it's about relationship. And I just read a very good illustration of just that point this week and reread it again this morning was that you might think God knows it all. He's in control of it all. What do I do? Well, you cannot receive A handshake from someone, you can't shake someone's hand with a limp hand. And even with a hug, you can't hug someone who just collapses, who crumbles down into a pile. So it is really that picture of a response. How are you responding to the word you hear God bring you, to that relationship? What is your response? And even in any friendship, marriage, or anything, it cannot be one way. If only one person is doing all the work, those relationships die very quickly. It sort of reminds us of that scripture, faith without works is dead. Dead. And you can turn that around and say, works without faith is also dead. It is unproductive for sure. When it comes to spiritual formation, growing our relationship with God, then it is unproductive in that aspect. Right. It's that both and What I've experienced with church and God is I wasn't really raised in church. I, You know, I was in my early 30s when God captured my heart. And so all I knew to do at that point that I thought believers did different than anybody else was that they were in God's word and they prayed. So I started doing those things and didn't really have all this teaching of, well, you have to have a quiet time every morning. You have to do this every morning. So anyway, my heart was just about getting to know God and what he wanted from me. How do I relate to you? And so I look back and see how all that's worked. And where I am now, I really feel like the majority of my life flows out of my relationship with God. And I do things I never would have imagined or thought of before that I've been brought to. 
And as someone who was raised in the church, we had that same understanding. You know, believers follow Jesus, and the way they know how to follow Jesus is to pray and read Scripture. But I'm not sure I really understood all of the avenues and ways, the infinite number of ways that God has designed, presented, created to pray and to consider His Word. And so for me, when that began to open up, you know, when I saw, okay, you can take this scripture and make it a personal prayer. Mm -hmm. You can use your imagination in prayer. You can ask God a question. When I began to see all of the different ways that prayer can permeate our whole day and God's word can permeate our whole day, it really opened up my spiritual formation. Mm -hmm. I really began to grow in ways I happened before. And when we look at living our whole life in relationship with God, then continual prayer becomes this Mm -hmm. thing that happens in our mind and in our spirit, acknowledging Mm -hmm. that God is always with us. We are going to look at another prayer practice today. Yes, it's one of my favorites. It's called the examine. And it comes from St. Ignatius teaching. And basically, it's just a spiritual exercise when you look back over a time period, usually a day, And you consider questions that sort of point you to notice God's presence and when he was working in in your life. And maybe even your response. And maybe even your response, yes. And I love it because this ancient practice, it's been going on for lots of years, um, really can help us see God working in the midst of our daily living, which is what I'm all about. A God-lived life, as Richard Foster calls it, this prayer practice can really point you in that way. We've adapted it to sort of look the parable of the sower and the field, tending the field of our heart. Right. And how did we, how have we been moving toward good soil in a day? In a day. So that's how we're going to close our time together for this series of podcasts on spiritual formation. And of course, good soil is what we want. That's what we want to strive That's for. That's the goal. That is the goal. If we remember Luke eight fifteen, Jesus's definition of good soil are honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. So to come to God honestly and truthfully about who he is and who we are, to desire what's good according to God's definition to wrestle with and retain God's word. I think the version you read at the beginning said to cling, cling to God's word. Do we hang on to it? Do we receive it? Or do we toss it out because we don't understand it? And then, of course, to patiently, patiently produce is, again, that reminder and emphasis that we don't do this on our own. Only God makes things grow, and we do it in collaboration with him. Ultimately, the goal is spiritual growth. Is to produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times what was planted. So that's what we'll sort of move into for the last part of this podcast is a guided meditative examine practice. A good soil examine. A good soil examine. And you can find a prayer guide on our free resource page at unraveledlove.com if you want to see it in writing. And so we'll just begin with centering ourselves in prayer. Taking a few deep breaths. Letting go of what you still have to accomplish today or any type of worry or concern, to-do list. It will all be there when you're done with this prayer.
take a look back at the day that you've lived. From the moment you awoke to this time in prayer. Consider the people you've seen, the conversations you've had, the work that's been done. How or where have you encountered God's Word today? What seeds did you plant in your heart? Did you invite Holy Spirit into the field of your heart today? Did you allow Him to water it with truth, good counsel? What influence did He have? Who did you call on for help or guidance in your day if it wasn't the Holy Spirit? Consider the thoughts you've had. What did you think about today? Were there moments where you were self-focused? Which moments were outward-focused on God or others? Did you wrestle with something God wanted you to do? What caused the wrestling? Where in your day did your way align with God's way? Who were you obeying today? Yourself or God? What trouble did you face? And how did you respond? Did your response indicate deep, healthy roots, trust in God, or a shallow faith? What is God calling you to do with this trouble or temptation? Take a look at your day again. Were there moments you felt rushed, distracted, pressed? Where did you turn for comfort, security, and worth? If it wasn't God, why wasn't it? Confess and repent those moments God is revealing to you. Look at the field of your heart once more. Ask God to show you the places you were fruitful, the result of growth. Give thanks for those moments. Rest in the assurance that God will never leave you alone in your development. He promises to make things grow. He is always with you and goes before you. 
As you close your time of prayer, imagine standing at the edge of your field with Jesus. Hear him say these words. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this offering and are inspired to pursue the work of unraveling the loves of your heart to the one true love who brings growth to your life. For more about Unraveled Love, visit unraveledlove.com where you will find free resources available to help prepare your heart to come alongside God in growing your faith, including the guide used today, Good Soil Examine. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at unraveledlovejville. We invite you to rate this podcast, subscribe, and share it with others. Blessings to you and yours.